0: Yo, what is going on, everybody? Welcome to Thursday Night CrossFit Talk <laughs> on a Monday. Uh, really, really. My name is Scott Switzer. I'm the Clydesdale. She is Jamie Latimer, Masters athlete extraordinaire. And she just competed in the Fresh, Fresh Coast Games. So, we're gonna we're gonna debrief that. We're gonna talk whatever we want to talk about CrossFit wise, and do all the do all the things. Um, but the big news was that Mr. Rich Froning was going to show up for the Fresh yep, Coast yep. Games. Weather w- was not what I would call ideal. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It
1: was
2: pretty
1: good for account, honestly. I mean. I don't mind super hot. Like if it would have been 90 plus, I would have probably been fine. But I know a lot of people don't like to be out there in the heat for that long. So I'd say temperature wise, it was pretty perfect. It did storm like in the middle of the night, Friday night. Um, But it stopped by like six and it cleared up for the first event. Um, The lake was a very choppy though.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to pull up this picture. Of you guys in the water, just to give uh, the listeners an idea of how choppy, um, how choppy it was. Yeah, those those don't look like lake waves.
1: Yeah, I feel like that doesn't even do it justice. Like the the undertows, like were hard to get through. Um, but yeah. It was, it was very choppy out. We we usually swim here and I think it was a, I don't, I mean, I don't know why they chose to not plan a swim this year, but I think had they planned a swim, they would have had to back up to what we did anyway, which was a wade. Um, So I think it worked out perfectly. I will say the water was the warmest it's ever been for this comp. Like I, we got in and I'm like, Oh my God, this is wonderful. Like not quite bath water, but warm for Lake Michigan. I was, it was nice and refreshing. Like after the comp, I jumped back in and usually I don't want to, because want to, you want to get all the sand off you. Um, so yeah, it was nice.
0: Yeah. It, uh, I, I mean, I love waves. I love messing around in the waves. Um, and like says, were they in the ocean or a lake? Uh, that was like Lake Michigan. Yeah. Uh, um, and it was, it was fierce, man. So, it really was. So anyway, you, you competed, and did, did I hear right, you swept all the events? We did sweep all the events for Masters. So you, so you won the Masters. Let yes. Me okay. So you swept all the Masters events.
2: Uh-huh. If
0: you would have competed in the RX division, your team would have finished sixth correct That's badass.
1: Yeah, I think I think we did great. I was really proud of
0: us. I was not surprised either Bruce that she won. Like that's just what she does. But to sweep everything and their scores would have finished 6th in the RX division, that is badass. Um, there's a question here from Sarah Cooper. Were the other girls on your team from your gym?
1: No. So Selena, I have known Selena since I started CrossFit. Um, she was like, I would say she's the main reason I'm at the level I'm at now. Um, extremely fit individual. When I started at the gym that I started at, she was a coach there. So Selena is, looking at the screen would be on your right. Uh, She's standing on my left um, with the sunglasses on. She was the coach um, at the gym that I started at. And then we both left to go to, um, we ended up going over to CrossFit Shift and we're there for a few years. And then when COVID happened, she followed me back to Redemption, where the gym that I now own. Um, And then she went to... um, PT school and she ended up out in Boston for a semester. Um, and she's back home now. So I don't see her as much as I would like. Um, but she came, she came to, um, do the open the first week, the open with me. Um, so I see her here and there. Uh, she is not married, but she has a significant other who competed as well and got third overall. Um, but yeah, she is absolutely wonderful. So Selena was um, our partner, and Selena was filling in for. I it's al- it's always been myself, um, Jamie and another Jamie and Caitlin, and Caitlin just had a baby, so Selena was filling in for Caitlin, and then Melissa here with the green uh, um, glasses, she ended up having to fill in for Jamie like last minute, um, and. Melissa was competing on Sunday in the intermediate division. Um, So I think she was like a little bit scared to to be thrown on the team with Selena and I, but she did fantastic. I could not have asked for a better teammate.
0: So Kenneth says lakes creep me out fine with rivers and oceans, but something about lakes. See oceans creep me out. Same KDL, lakes have them on. Wrong. And then Bruce said, I've recently become fearful of the ocean, seen way too many sharks swim around these warm South Florida waters.
1: Yeah. I, whenever I'm in Florida, like I, I won't go very far in the ocean.
0: So there was a place we used to go swimming. When I lived in Florida, all the time we'd go swimming. And we flew over in a helicopter And I never went swimming there again. (laughs) I will just say.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: Yeah, you could see all the sharks from the air that I could not see uh, while I was swimming in the ocean.
1: Yeah, that would creep me out. So,
0: uh, we also have some video footage. Um, You did, there was, it looks like a lot of rope climbs. Hopefully, um, this won't be too loud. Let's try this. I can mute it a little bit.
1: So, this would be um, Ritz is down here in like lane six, um, just to the left of the sign. Um, I wonder if you can zoom it at all. And Darren is like oh. under the so it's two lanes away, like kind of in the center of the rig. And there's oh this is the this is the fine the podium. Um and they got though I just thought the shirts were really cool that the RX team teams got. They got the fittest shirts, one, two, three. Um and that was Selena's boyfriend there on the right. Oh, this uh, was, so this was the final event of, um, the women's heat. I think I did some commentary in here so you guys could understand what the workout was. And I talked about a couple of the teams.
0: Well, demonetize us. Oh, will it? Yeah.
1: So that's stay strong jumping rope right now, and then that's eighth day down at the end. An eighth day won, won the count, both men and women, and stay strong got second. Um,
0: those those yeah, this was ropes like those are like climbing ropes that they're just jump roping.
1: Kinda. Um, Russ sort of talked about about them when he we had him on there. They're like, yeah, they're like a battle rope or something. They're just a thick, a big, thick, heavy rope. Um, I don't know how to explain it other than, like, if you tried to jump rope a battle rope. It was somewhat heavy and just, like, awkward. Um, and, yeah, it definitely tired people out, especially. So this event was 270 of those as a buy-in, and you could break that up however you want. And then, and then you advanced to the rope, and you did nine rope climbs. 21 worm thrusters, 50 more jump rope while two of the people had to stay on the worm and hold the worm. Mm-hmm. And then you went back to the rope and did 12 rope climbs, 15 worm thrusters, 50 more jump rope, two on the worm still. Back, back to the rope, 15 rope climbs, nine worm thrusters, 50 more jump rope. And each partner had to do jump rope. So you couldn't, I will say this comp this year was the most team oriented it's ever been. Um, normally I would say you could like find ways to hide an athlete and they required every athlete to do every single thing pretty much. Um, so yeah, you'll see people sort of trip on these, just they're, they're tiring. They, they break them up into a couple sets. Um, it was single unders Bruce. Uh, yeah, I, I, You probably could do double unders with these, but you are, I mean, you were already doing a lot if depending on how you held it. So I ended up holding it like this and jumping rope like this. If you tried to go like this, it, it was really tough on the biceps and you were already climbing and there were uh, seems like prime real estate for a taco truck. There were two food trucks out front, I believe, and a coffee truck out front. Yeah, there were I don't know who the food I didn't go get the food. Um I don't and none of us did. Um I sent it to Scott and he may share it. The deck is literally to the left of this rig, and it is a giant bar barbecue bar. Um they have like games and a live band. So we went. So this is the deck. And it is this video doesn't even do it justice, but yeah, they got Cornhole over here, large uh, Connect Four swings up there. And there's the live band playing. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it goes for quite a ways down there. And it, all the seating on the top deck is for food. Um, new this year was the rope climbs, and the, they brought a, a stationary bike out. So, I don't – I mean – I wouldn't say anything weird, just rope climbing and sand can be a little bit different. You're, you know, you're trying to, you're trying to jump up. I noticed a lot of men that went really quickly, um, almost like missing the rope or missing the grab or not being able to lock their feet in. I don't know if it was because of the sand or what. Um, but yeah, I noticed even Rich had like a couple of bobbles and that's not normal for him on rope climbs. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I I love rope climbs, so I was excited they had them. Yeah, victory marks were had.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then how many?
1: Uh, I had I think just one of the. It's like a bucket, though. <laughs> you can get like a a cup, like a hyper color cup, um or you can get like the bucket. And so I got that. I ended up splitting that with my sister and then I got another a funky monkey. It was like a banana creme de coco type drink. It was amazing. Um, I think that's all I had there.
0: And so your sister has a boat mm-hmm. able to like pull up for the comp. Yep. They were
1: very nervous about making it and they, they didn't make it for the first event. Um, cause it was so choppy that they couldn't get out in the morning. Um, so, but they made it like, with like 15 minutes to spare for the second event. So it worked out pretty perfect. So they were there for the second, third and fourth event. So yeah, it worked out great. And it was a much better smoother ride on the way home. It calmed down after we ate dinner. We were at the deck till like eight, 8.30 or something. So.
0: And so your ride home was the boat?
1: Yeah, it was the boat. Yep. It Very was great. wonderful.
0: Mhm. like totally and getting encapsulated into the coastal feel of this competition.
1: Exactly. Yep. We took Selena and Brad on the boat with us. So it was, it was nice. We're hoping to watch the sunset, but like, it just like the sun was there and it was pretty. And then literally two minutes later it was gone. It just, I don't know if it was just, fo- just foggy enough or what was going on like at the horizon, but yeah, we, there well, just wasn't uh-huh. really a sunset. I can't hear you. Are you
0: kidding me? I said after a bucket of margaritas, the time space continuum doesn't really flow in a natural state.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe just I missed the
0: sunset. I don't know. (laughs) Bumped a button. Yeah, you did. So, um, So, yeah. So do you have a good time? I had a great time. was was Any any bigger crowd that you noticed because of the celebrity that was there or just like normal?
1: I feel like it was kind of normal. It's always packed there. Um, Could you I sent that video after the first event and I tried to show you guys the layout. Do you have that one?
0: Sure. Uh, and it, you're talking in it right yes and it was you in a swimsuit yes so let's try
1: update uh, we
0: it covered my screen hold on one second. Uh, um, share screen
1: And well, the first event, I'm going to show you as much of the venue as I can. So tents everywhere.
2: There's oh, teammates. Okay.
1: Water's way down there. We just came in. Boom, boom, boom. There's a warm-up rig. And over here is the rig with ropes already hung. And it goes way a ways over with tents.
0: Wow. That is incredible.
1: Yeah. it's. I mean, there's a lot of tents there, but there's always a lot of people there. I didn't feel like it was any busier than normal, honestly.
0: Yeah. so crazy. So, um, Kenneth asks, Bruce says Jamie is a celebrity. We all know that. Um, Kenneth says, so what is next? Um,
1: Masters Fitness Collective. or well, I guess not that. Call the Ma- Ma- Masters Fitness Championship in September. What thirtieth? Basically,
0: the end of September. So I got, I got word that another athlete that I have followed this year has decided to compete at the maths, Masters Fitness Compet- Masters Fitness Championship. Oh, really? First time ever, but because of a performance at another event, he got an automatic invite.
1: I can't think who would be. Well, they are... is it in the thirty to thirty four? No. Oh, then I
0: have no. I have no idea. It's in the forty to forty four. Is no. Anyway. Uh, Lex is asking, are you going to do legends 2?
1: That is the plan. I got to do the qualifier and I think that's in September.
0: So, so you turn 40 this fall. Correct. So masters fitness championships, you will have to compete in the 35 to 39 because you don't roll over yet. Right.
1: They moved the comp up two weeks. Which totally where, screwed me over.
0: Where do you fit for legends?
1: I'll be in the forty to forty-four.
0: Okay, so you will roll over for that.
1: Yes. Okay. So that'll be my where first de- debut
0: at forty. Are we it's the invite you got as well to the other competition? Oh
1: yeah,
0: yeah. And that is in between the two, correct? Yes. And you will be competing in the 35 to 39 there because that's the only division they have.
1: Yeah, from my understanding, yes.
0: Yep. And so you got an invite to the Crash Crucible in South Carolina uh, to compete in the 35 to 39-year-old division down there. They're trying out a master's division. So you have a busy fall lined up. Yeah, you <laughs> Fall yeah. into one. So MFC into Crash Crucible into Legends. Yep. And you will win all three.
1: Uh, <laughs> we will see. That's a tall order.
0: I'm just teasing you. In all reality, last year you won 35 to 39 at MFC. So you are the defending champion. Yep. You've never done fresh before. This will be your first time. Right. And then you're going to legends where you took second in the 35 to 39, but you will be aging up to 40 to 44. Yep. Wow. And I also saw that your new coach is doing a training camp. Yay. Nay. I, I feel like it's, the
1: weekend or the weekend before crash? I can't remember. And I was looking at it. I was like, oh, that sucks Tiny wise
0: So uh, first, uh, Sarah Cooper wants to know where's the birthday party. Uh, that deck that we just saw on the video, <laughs> her sister will pull up the boat and take all drunkards back to uh, shore.
1: Yeah, it'll be a little cold for
0: that. Um Kenneth says, I forgot the crucible, only a five hour drive.
1: I better see you there, Ken?
0: And of course, your guy, we believe in you, Jamie. Thanks, Bruce. <clears throat> so yeah, super, super fun there. Um, the one, so we'll move on from Jamie. I think we've we've had twenty two minutes of Jamie. Um, that's enough for any one person, right? Totally. Says the guy who did a 90-minute documentary <laughs> on you. <laughs> um, so let's let's talk about some other CrossFit news. Uh, Dave did his week in review again today. I don't know if you saw that.
1: I have not watched it yet.
0: So it was really short this week. Um, he talks pretty much just about some other things uh, some of the things they're doing with the Army with a, a foundations curriculum, which I didn't really understand until he was explaining it today. It's called a foundations class where any soldier can sign up for 350 bucks. It's a one day to learn about what CrossFit is. Learn about the movements. Learn about it. If that piques their interest, that $350 rolls over to help pay for an L1.
1: Okay. I thought there was an, like a program where any anyone in the armed forces could just get a free L1.
0: Uh, I don't know. I don't know any. That did not sound like the case here. Yeah. And they're, only, and they're only working with the army. Okay. So uh, that. And then um, he talks about how some people were accusing him of programming so certain people could win the games. And so he answered that to say, that has never been the case in his 15 years in programming. And this year he didn't even do the programming. So it's not, and he said, Boz did the programming. I came in and made some tweaks, but 98% of the programming is Boz. Hmm. so that was the first time he kind of put a number on what what was going on there
1: interesting
0: um so that's that's pretty much what i got out of that um the rest of it was kind of things he's doing around the ranch and and stuff on it on his own not really games related um uh bruce they haven't branched out to other services yet um and actually, Don, I, the other thing I watched today was the Don Fall interview on Talking Elite Fitness. Um, I don't watch a lot of Talking Elite anymore, uh, but I wanted to see what Don had to say. So I, I sat down and watched that today. Um, Don actually spoke to that, that they do want to move to the other branches of the service, but it takes two to tango. And he said, it, it hurts his heart that him as an ex Marine that they are not working with the Marines, but the Marines are pretty stubborn because he was one, and he knows that, and that you know they are working to move into that, uh, into that realm. Um, Sarah, I do believe that the foundations is open to the public. It, it is something I don't I don't know how it all works. I was just trying to explain how it works with. I thought it was cool that it rolls over to the L one for the the military. Um so anyway, we talked last Thursday about Donfall and and the Z that was on Savon talked about how she went to that affiliate gathering and that Donfall made such a huge um impression when when he was there. He was on Talking Elite Fitness, and I actually played it today on the round table. I'll, I'll play it again. It's it's about a minute. Um And he talks about that thing that happened in Portland.
2: Two big themes there. One is when we look at, we know we have the best coaches in the industry. No question, full stop. But we believe we can raise the bar even more and put even more distance between us and everyone else. And in doing so, have an even bigger impact on people. I was at uh, this affiliate gathering in Portland this weekend and I asked all the affiliates in the room, I said, hey, raise your hand right now if you would feel 100% confident recommending a close friend or family member to walk into any one of our affiliates, anywhere around the world, knowing they're going to have an amazing experience and I didn't get a single hand raised. And that doesn't mean we we'll don't have great affiliates. That means we can do better. And so our job is at HQ, we're going to step a little bit more into one, making sure that you've got the tools you need to deliver that experience. And then two, holding the community ecosystem accountable for that. And if we're going to, cause we know that. If one of our members, one prospect, someone who was thinking about CrossFit walks into an affiliate and has a bad experience with CrossFit, that doesn't just hurt that affiliate, it doesn't just hurt that member, that impacts the entire brand.
0: So that was Don Fall on Talk Glory Fitness, uh, giving them credit for that interview. Um, I loved his passion there. He goes on to say that um, it shouldn't be that he has to make a personal appearance to get people to buy into what they're doing. They need to be better at communicating what they're doing so that it doesn't take him being somewhere in person for it to click for people. They need this to be done better around the world so that he doesn't have to be at every location for people to understand it. Um, which I, And he, he had to have said the word communication 500 times in this interview.
1: Um, That would be
0: great. Yeah. Sport area. He said, if there is breaking news about things, they should be hearing it from us, not from the athletes, not from other people, not from all of that. And so that was music to my ears because you know that I have been banging that drum 500 times myself.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: And so I thought that, um, that was really cool that he he said that.
1: Well, yeah, he has to follow through with that and provide good communication
0: Thanks. i get I get the sense that we're in the middle of the plan. I think bringing Dave back was one of the key elements. I think the layoffs before semifinals was a key step in that plan. I think that. He is moving and shaking now in the, in the direction he wants to go. He also spoke to the fear that people have that we have a board of directors overseeing CrossFit and that the general consensus is when you have a board of directors and an investment company owning the, the company, that they're, what they want to do is wring all the value out of the entity they bought and then sell it off. And what he said is, the board found out very quickly that the, that CrossFit is different. If you try to ring value by making partnerships that don't align with the community, by any and he said examples throughout this, the bottom of the will fall out on the value, and you'll have nothing to sell off. That you that they have realized that they need to, to grow this in a, in the right way so that they have something of value. Um, He also spoke to, you know, we've always heard the games don't make money. The games don't make money. The games don't make money. He said, the games do make money. The open makes money. It's the middle part that they have to figure out. And that he has said he'd never been to Torian But he heard and he wants to see what it is they're doing to make that middle part so amazing. Because the fan experience there was vastly different than the fan experience here. And he said repeatedly throughout it that they have made their mistakes and that they need to learn from them and they need to move on. But they also need to count the things they've done well. And make sure that they do that. he talked about not broadcasting the two events, and that if that was a decision that should be made again, it should be communicated in a way that much better than it was this time. Um, so anyway it was it was a really good interview um, I get i First of all, I, on a personal note, I love Tommy and I love Sean, but their interviewing style sometimes frustrates me um, throughout this. But I was able to get through it to hear what he had to say. Um, and I, it, I think it's a must watch um, because I think it was a very, the best, you could tell that Dawn, the plan is starting to form for Don. It was the most concise and direct that I've ever seen. And like, like he knows, he knows the plan and he knows what direction he wants to go in.
1: Yeah. That sounds promising. I just think, I mean, I think, I think Don's a great talker. I, I mean, I think that's evident, but like until we see,
0: but Stop. So I'm all for, I'm all for people wanting to see action, but don't discredit the action we have seen. He made huge cuts to CrossFit headquarters. He brought back Dave right before the games to sure things up. He is making changes. He's showing up at affiliate gatherings. He's doing. There are some actionable items that he's taking now that we can. We have to give him credit for too. I just don't.
1: Story. I just don't think just, communication should be as hard as it, as it is. I don't know why that's so slow to come around.
0: I think it is a long-standing culture that it was. It's a Anytime you have a private company, they don't have to give out information, right? They can say, this isn't making money, but there's nothing they have to give us publicly that proves that point. Right. Right? Because they're a private company. There are no stockholders. There are no, like, the only people that get to see that are the board and the investors. (laughs) So the fact that, And then you have this culture where it was this small little group of people that formed this thing, and it grew over time. It became like a club, right? This is our thing. We want to protect it. Well, now it's too big to be a club, right? Now you've got to make the choice which way we're going. And so it's it's a shift in culture. And you're in an era of time where transparency and all of that are just not done well. Right? Not just at CrossFit, but across the board. Like, it it's pathetic where this country is with all of that, so don't need to get political. There's other shows for that. But, yeah, anyway. So I just wanted to bring that up. Um, anything else that you want to talk about, Miss Latimer? I don't think so.
1: I got to catch up on the podcast. I'm way behind. I got to watch that one, Dave's. I haven't watched like any busy weekend.
0: We got a fun week coming up. Um, Tomorrow we have the weight loss show might be a big announcement there. Just saying. All right. um, tomorrow we have the two dudes movie review show. We are counting down the top five CrossFit content pieces that we loved the most. Um, whether it would be fittest on earth retroactive or, um, a road to the games or we didn't want to call it documentaries because we didn't want to be pigeonhole it. Um, mm-hmm. Just, just that um, we have w- uh, Wednesday. We had to reschedule to Thursday. Corey Leonard is making his debut on the show with the top five guilty pleasure workout songs of all time. Uh, Wednesday, he is, Smuggling a car out of Tennessee uh, to uh, bring Hooch to the people of Louisiana. And that's, and then him and I were texting earlier with all the Smoking the Bandit references about that. So nice. Really, he's just going to get his wife's car. Uh, And so that's Thursday. And then Thursday night, you will meet our videographer. Mr. Teddy Williams, um, and Kenneth put that in the chat. So um, so yeah, you'll get to meet him, uh, all six foot two of them on Thursday night. We'll get to know him. And we'll also do our CrossFit talk on Thursday night. I'm sure there'll be more news at that point. And then Friday, uh, we are going to have Hattie Canyo on. And the reason that is, is I'm putting together the finishing touches on this uh, North America West documentary Uh, and Kelly Baker in her exit interview talks about Hattie and the role she played in what all happened and how her being her training partner for all those months prior to and... Uh, being on the floor when all of that went down with the dropped bag. And I will tell you, our Teddy Williams caught that dropped bag moment. Like, perfectly. I cannot wait. Cannot wait to put that on. And so, you know, at that point, Kelly says that she didn't think she made the games. (laughs) And Hattie came over and hugged her. And said, it doesn't matter if you make the games. And really kind of talked her out of uh, it being a huge disappointment. And so I want to hear Hattie's other side to this. And maybe we'll clip some of that for the, that part of the documentary as well. Um, so that's Friday. And then Sunday, my friends from CrossFit believe the two women athletes are going to come on and talk about their first trip the CrossFit Games. Awesome. So busy week, busy, busy week. And I've reached out to other athletes. Um, I will tell you that I have hit like a little burnout section of uh, where we're at. So I am reaching out to the people that I enjoy most. And that's who I want to talk to in the two weeks leading up to the games. Um, We have killed it. With a lot of the people that are going to the games We've talked to Shelby Neal We've talked to Abby Domit. We've talked to all those people When they were going to semifinals And so uh, Yeah, I'm just Grabbing people that I think would be fun I also Am trying, so I reached out to Annika to do a music show Next week, because I try to do Listener, celebrity, listener Celebrity every other week And uh she may be busy next week. So uh, if she's not, she's going to come on. If she is, if she is busy, we're going to do it immediately after the games. And she might bring her dad this time, who, if you watched the last time she was on, her dad was in the chat criticizing her picks and making his own. And so we may just awesome. let him come on and make his own picks. Awesome. So, yeah, so we're going to try that. And Fee has already agreed to come on and do a music show. She just has to get married first. I didn't even know she was getting married. The immediately following the games, they are leaving the games on a plane to go to Mexico. Wow. And they will get married that week. That's yeah. awesome. There was a there was a proposal
1: on the beach right after the final event at Fresh Coast. That's cool.
0: Yeah, that's cool. She did not get me worked up tonight. And tonight is not the night that I need that with everything that I've dealt with today. Uh, but anyway, um super stoked for all of that. And speaking of music, I just got tell yeah. So I'm trying to get all of the Billy Joel albums that have ever been made. And I am down to only needing two until last night. Now I only need one. I found Nylon Curtain last night. And then my favorite group in the whole world is U2. And an album that I don't have is the Joshua Tree because it's very hard to find, which is one of their master works. And the... Person I bought nylon curtain off of said, you don't have enough in your cart for me to ship out. You need to find something else to add to it because I found nylon curtain for five bucks on vinyl. So (laughs) he had Joshua tree. So I'm getting Joshua tree on vinyl as well as nylon curtain by Billy Joel. And now the only Billy Joel album that I need is river of dreams and I am getting really close to having all the U2 albums on vinyl. Really, really close.
2: That's awesome.
0: A huge feather in my cap. Yeah, I, I don't even know why this has become a weird obsession of mine, but I love listening to records now. I'm like the old man on his porch uh, with the dog barking, with my lemonade.
2: <laughs> That's cool.
0: So, yeah. Fun stuff. And I got to have you on the music show at some point so we can do that Morgan guy. All right. Yeah. I'll probably just go down the top five Spotify. Probably. (laughs) No, I'll, I'll give it a hard listen before we do the show. Uh, And I'll pick the songs I liked. So. Gosh, everybody's quiet in the uh, in the chat tonight.
1: Yes, country, Ken.
0: Not some Canadian music. One of my favorite groups ever, Ken, was Triumph. They were banned in the '80s. They were from Canada. Um, if you watched my top five guitarists, I named their guitarist as the number three guitarist of all time. Um, and yes, fully Canadian. And I was a, an art student in high school. And I made Triumph concert t-shirts, silk silkscreens, uh, and sold them to my friends. It was fun. I'm not Rush. Not a Rush fan. I, I respect them. I, I respect what they did. But Triumph was way, way better. Rush had 18 minute songs that you had to get through. New Kids on the Block are not Canadian. In Sync is not Canadian. One of them went to the same high school I did. Of In Sync? In Sync. Yeah. Chris Kirkpatrick. One that Eminem sang about. So. Not a prog rock guy. No, I do. I mean, I do like some of the prog rock. I like, yes, I like Asia. Uh, I like all kinds of music. Nobody like. You can't pigeonhole me into anything. I'm. That's why I'm having a hard time with Corey's list of guilty pleasure because I like so many genres of music that there's really nothing that I would consider guilty pleasure. So I said that Charlie had to look at my list to tell me which ones he would say would, he'd be embarrassed of. Like, is George Michael a guilty pleasure? I don't know, I
2: guess.
0: You are not fighting me tonight. It's <laughs> this weekend. It's a Monday. Yeah, that's why we do this on Thursdays. You're a little more yeah. ornery. <laughs> All right. Well, I tried to stay on for Elise.
2: I know she did.
0: Through. He did pick Creed over Rocky. That was just dumb. That really did. Like, the original Rocky has to be number one. Like it has to. Without it, none of the others exist. And it was raw and it had a love story. And it was a guy who had nothing. Nothing. And all the other movies he he didn't there was there wasn't the fear of losing a big, whatever. Anyway. But I think we'll get a lot more debate tomorrow when we talk about the top five CrossFit pieces of media. Because I think people are pretty adamant about the ones they love the most.
1: I still need to watch this one. Most recent one.
0: I will, spoiler alert, that one does not make my list. I I would not think it would. What in the heck are they talking about? I got nothing. Oh my God. Like
1: merengue music. I don't know what he's on.
0: Bacata. I think Bruce is drinking again. (laughs) I think you took over your marg celebration. What? Why Nate Edwardson? Why, why do people have to poke buttons? Anyway, Spanish, geez, you uncultured people. Bruce, I got a, a 70% in high school Spanish. Barely made it through, but I that was a D, the lowest D possible. Elise, makes Elise it. made it. Now we're gonna say good night. <laughs> well, I will I will leave you with this. And I know I've been talking about it a lot. This documentary, the exit interviews I have gotten from Logan, from Emily, from Kelly, are unreal. I the ending of this is going to be so good. Um, and I just have to get Matt and Matt and Sydney done, and then if I have that, then I'm pretty sure I will have it out like the Monday before the games. Ooh, can't wait. For everybody to watch um, as everybody is traveling to the games and not creating content. I just finished the Logan exit. Like it is, it is way more than I ever imagined. Um, what that kid went through that weekend is unreal um so it's gonna be fun and then we're continuing it with emily kelly rudy and alex kazan for the games so four more athletes to follow at the games uh should be exciting but I am, like, I am so, ju- I want to share these eggs interviews so bad, except for just, they're just disjointed. They're, there's no, there's no, like, rhythm to it at all. It's just to get the pieces filled in for the documentary. So it all has to be cut up pretty. But my gosh, I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Um, ever thought of editing live stream? Do you mean like editing my documentary live on the air? Or do you mean we do a live stream and we think about going back and editing what we've done? Which way do you mean, Kenneth? I would never edit live on the air. I would never edit the doc live on the air. One you nobody wants to sit there like it takes me hours. Hours. Yeah. And there's like 15 minutes of just trying to get the cut right. Like it's like nobody wants to watch that. Yeah. Finding the, the one line you need in 60 minutes of video. So that you can put it in this, it, like, it's not, it's not something to air live. Well, <laughs> Kenneth, Kenneth needs to get a life. <laughs> Just kidding, Kenneth. I know you've got a lot going on, but yeah, it's, I don't know. I mean, maybe I could have someone video me doing it and we could show it, but I, I'd want to cut it up even that a little bit. Um, if you want to see what it looks like to do it. But I'll tell you what I, the one thing I have learned doing these is to make little mini sections of the doc and then put it all together at the end. And that way, like if you have to edit something, it's much smaller, smaller chunks to work with. Um, Jamie's was pretty easy, like because we just kind of rolled and in it, and you and I chatted in a way that just was natural, and so I didn't even cut much. And yours I put up in like two days, mm-hmm. which, like I was in a hotel up at like three o'clock in the morning working on it. The weekend I was in Michigan doing that, but it was it was just fun because. You're so open and the conversation, there was nothing I wanted to cut from those conversations. So it made it super easy. Then sometimes you get an athlete that calls you and says, Hey, can you take out that line? I said, or Hey, Jamie never had that option because I had it up so fast. She couldn't even
1: is what it is.
0: The Jamie doc seemed like you were just filming your vacation, visiting family. Kind of like we were just hanging out and it just, yeah. yeah. The big difference with you is that like, you don't mind people talking to you when you're warming up or that you're, you're getting, like I could ask you questions and it didn't bother you. It was, it was almost like helping you get into the right headspace.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, where I've, the other master's athlete I worked with, like he puts his headphones in and he warms up in complete solitude. So it means you have to do more like after the fact. Yeah. And that causes it to be more of like a cut thing. Did, did you, did it bother you that I was there ever for that documentary?
1: No, not at all. I enjoyed
0: having you. Did you notice me? Um, no, not really. I didn't think so because you still flopped around on the floor. Like someone shot you. Um, so Kenneth says, uh, I mean it in a good way. Like you guys have been friends forever or something. And Elise says, yeah, the vibe, I, that's the vibe I got, Kenneth. That I would say is true.
2: Mm-hmm. We're totally.
0: friends forever. We've only known each other even now a few months. Um, What the open, the open is when we started actually talking. Yeah. And then, um, yeah. And now like, Jamie's one of my best friends. Like we talk all the time. And like, I can't imagine doing any of this stuff without her. So, yeah, Um, and I'll tell you like watching an event with her is like, she does not hold back. I want her to be that way on the air. Maybe I just need to take a mic and stand when I'm standing beside her on the rail and like, just capture everything she has to say about the event. Because she unloads. Uh, I'm
1: passionate about my CrossFit. I so.
0: But that helps me learn too. So uh, I really appreciate that. Now we got to figure out what we're doing at the games. Are you excited to go to the games?
1: Very. But yeah, I need like a task, I need to know the layout, how everything's gonna work, what we can get. That that'll be stressful trying to figure
0: all that out. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, I talked I talked to Emily, I talked to Kelly, they were both very much willing to chat with us at the end of the days. Um so you know, we may split, like one of us go one way and one the other. I don't know. Let's try to figure that out. But those are going to be crucial to the mm-hmm. documentary. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that I did learn um, cutting this one up is the, the more content we can get, the better. Better yeah. to cut yeah. than to not have enough. Totally agree. Scott, do you ever have to decompress after a show shows like this are my decompressed um there's been a, a few like really emotional shows that i didn't anticipate um that were great shows like don't get me wrong it just they went down a road that like i wasn't ready for but i was but if the, if the athlete or the person I was interviewing was willing to go there, I was, I'll go with them. But sometimes like it's when I'm done, like, like I need to go get on the assault bike or something uh, and just kind of get through it. We, we talked to, we talked to a master's athlete a few years ago that um, almost committed suicide and Someone found him in a boat in a lake. Um, and that kind of woke him up and made him clean and sober. And his, he lost his son. And and because of that, and now I'm going to get all emotional again. It's one of our earliest. It's like episode 49 or 48. And we're on like 700. And, I know our numbers say six something. But there was a, a, a while where I didn't number everything. And now I regret it. But we're, we're at like 800 episodes. <laughs> and so like it was like 48 or 49. That was tough. It was like the toughest thing. And we've had a couple like that. Uh, I interviewed a person at MFC the second year who at one point was prostituting to buy drugs. And CrossFit saved her life. And now she's written a book and how it has all saved her life. And she doesn't do any of that anymore. Like that was a tough one. And that was only like a 20 minute interview at master's fitness collective. Um, so, yeah, seems like it would just drain your emotional or social energy. Um, I actually gain energy in energy by being around people. I just need like some time to just kind of breathe, but generally like, hanging out with my friends like this is, gives me energy. Um, I will say like, if I do back to back to back interviews in a day where I have to do a lot of research, I'm looking at notes, a lot of things like that. It may cause me to need to just decompress for a little bit. Um, breaking news, Helen will be done by all athletes at the games. Okay. Uh, Where did that breaking news come from? A version of Helen. Yes, Bruce, I consider you to be a friend. Of course I do. Um, CrossFit IG. Okay, let's pull it up.
1: That's crazy. Our, the cycle we're doing right now is based around Helen. So we tested it like two weeks ago and we'll test it again in like six more weeks.
0: Wow. And that's CrossFit games. Okay, good. Let's share the screen. Oh, There she is. Helen, all individual age group and adaptive athletes will do a version of the benchmark workout, Helen, at the 2023 Noble CrossFit Games. Top athletes from around the world will compete (coughs) for the title of Fittest on Earth starting August 1st through the 6th in Madison, Wisconsin. Learn more and get tickets at CrossFitGames.com. Or shall I say games.crossfit.com? That's kettlebell swings, right? And pull-ups yep, yep. and running for 100, Yep. Correct? Yep. Uh, have we seen kettlebells at the games before?
1: They Was it the 2020 with just the five of them where they did the kettlebell lunges?
0: But never a swing. Yeah. Never. Yeah. That, <clears throat> I don't want to be Mr. Negativity, but coming from the judging world, judging kettlebell swings is a nightmare. Mm-hmm. So I hope, I hope. I hope they have a standard that makes sense.
1: Yeah, this could be a nightmare.
0: I don't want to be negative. I don't. I like I feel like we always go down the negative path. And I want to be positive. I love that they're doing a benchmark workout that everybody in the community can do. We all have a hell in time. I love that part. But they have given the judges two weeks notice. Can we get, can we get a standard?
1: Yeah. I mean, this is going to be so tight. Like, yeah, any judging error at all could Play a significant role in placing.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, know. it's not. It's not trying to get too cute. It's something that's been around a long time. Everybody's done it. Now we don't know what version elite athletes are going to do. I mean, it could be bar muscle ups, and it could be. I, I see in the comments here, uh, twenty-one double kettlebell snatches you know we you could it could be a modification into something more mm-hmm. yeah so um bruce says they're not using a kettlebell they're using dumbbells remember what greg glassman said on the savon podcast i not I don't remember that. I don't recall. Rope pull-ups. I hope to God not. Yeah, that doesn't seem. Yeah, I don't know.
1: I don't know. We'll see what this turns out to be.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to I'm just looking at the comments. I mean, people are throwing in versions that they think it might be a 400-meter run, 21 kettlebell swings with a 70-53, and 12 unbroken ring muscle-ups with a 200-meter penalty run. That is severe, way too severe of a penalty. Yeah. Uh, Anyway. Well, there we have it. First, first, Games Workout is announced. We don't know when, we don't know the version, but we know Helen is going to be at the games. Cool. So anyway, with that, I think we can now say goodnight. We got Elise into the show. And with that, we will say goodnight. Go practice your kettlebell swings, everyone. And we'll see you next time on the Thursday night